the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. My name is Pastor Ken Cruzado. And as I've been telling you all this week that I have the privilege of filling in for my pastor, Pastor Ron, who is out this uh, out of town this week. And so I've been filling in for him. It'll be the same today. The Date Day edition I get to spend with my wife, my best friend, May. Hello. Good afternoon. It's good to be here. <laughs> so... Uh, we'll continue doing the show just like we normally do when Paula is here with Pastor Ron on the Date Day edition. We want to take your questions and, and make it fun. But ladies, especially you, if you have any questions or questions about marriage or anything that we can help you with today, today is the day to do that. So the number to call into the show, I'll give to you right now. It's 210-340-9585. That's 210 210- Three four zero nine five eight five. The toll free number is eight seven seven six three zero five seven five seven eight seven seven six three zero five seven five seven. We've got an email address. If you want to submit your questions that way, it's questions at calvarysa.com. Questions at calvarysa.com. You can also submit a question using the church mobile app. Uh, you can listen to the show using the KSLR uh, mobile app. There's a call now banner up on the top. If you're in your car, it makes it super easy to dial into the show, and you'll be connected right into the studio. So it is, uh, like I said, Thursday, date day edition. This is the fun show of the week, and so I get to spend it with my wife. Um, well, what's on your heart, sweetie? Um. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the the pastor's wife retreat that I just came back from. Uh, I just had a great time with with the pastor's wives, and um, I just wanted to share just a little bit about the things, like the highlights and the things that I loved. And I shared this on Monday, but I I really appreciated that we had free time together because. Uh, Honestly, we're just busy people. You know, uh, most of us, yes. I think all of us are moms and um, we have some of us have have actually uh, jobs and we have things that we do throughout the week. So we barely get together. And just the right. fact that we were able to to be together and have endless time together <laughs> and, you know, outside of the devotions that we did, we were able to hang out, you know, just hang out and enjoy each other's company. And that actually is rare, believe yes. it or not. Oh, yeah. So I, I love that. I, I saw some of the, the pictures that uh, you ladies sent and it looks like you ladies had a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> okay. So great. what are some of the things that the Lord spoke to you about? Well, um, the theme was uh, just be with Jesus. So it's similar to <laughs> your men's retreat every year. Yes. So I, I thought that was a great theme because when we uh, were praying about our devotions, then um, a lot of things came to mind. And for me, I, I went through um, Isaiah 52, mm. like uh, the first 12 verses 
I believe. And uh, just got some, drew some things out of it that I was able to share with them, and the ladies, and then also share on Monday about. And um, they were really things that were applicable to life and helpful to our walks with the Lord. So let's talk through a couple of these things. So, so what are some of the things that the Lord has spoken to your heart about? Uh, well, one of the things was about being awake and mm. being tuned into God. That, to me, because <laughs> of like the, the two years of you know the pandemic thing, and mm. maybe a lot of people are feeling traumatized or feeling anxiety or those kind of things. Um, I felt like all of that. I was I was kind of tired of all that, yeah. and I still like don't really like to think about that. But it has affected a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And oh, for me, yeah. I felt like it was like my walk with the Lord was getting dull. Mm. And and the Lord was reminding me, you know, you got to be awake and tuned mm. into me. So it was like a lot of, a lot like uh, just be with Jesus. You know, the the fact that we need to be in continual prayer with the Lord, you know, throughout the day, not just like in the morning for 10 minutes or right. five minutes, but throughout the day, um, continual uh, communion and um, also hearing from him in his word and, and prioritizing the word of God. I, I really like this chapter because we know that the, the 53rd chapter, the following chapter is really about the suffering servant. But this is sort of the prelude to that and the introduction of Jesus really at the end of this, the 52nd chapter it, it is is about them coming out of Babylonian captivity. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're right. The The Israelites were just asleep, sort of lulled into their normal Babylonian routine. And he's, God is speaking through Isaiah to the people. Hey, get up, wake up, be alert. And you're absolutely right. You know, the now that things are, are, are pretty much back to normal here, at least at our church, one of the things in conversation that I've noticed with people is that there's quite a few people that are here, but but not here. Mm-hmm. You know, their minds are still preoccupied with all kinds of things, especially the news or, or, or other things that take their attention off of Jesus. And I say the same thing, you know, that you, you need to wake up. Uh, uh, Pay attention to what's really important. There's so much information all around. You know, there's, I mean, everybody has their phones with the latest news. And, you know, um, you could just, like you said, see how it really has affected people. So there's a lot of activity, a lot of thinking, but it's thinking about things that aren't important. It makes you tired. And, and it's almost like Jesus is saying, hey, wake up out of that that slumber, that tiredness, because your mind is so preoccupied and consumed with things that really aren't that important. And and I love this because, like I said, it's the prelude to the introduction of the, the Savior, the suffering servant, but he's saying before Jesus comes, you need to wake up. Yeah, It was refreshing to read um, Isaiah 52 because when I got saved, I actually was like in Isaiah leading up to chapter 54 and yeah. um so so all of this was stuff i read years ago so it was what 21 years <laughs> i think 21 years I, am i right i think it's more than that Ooh, <laughs> maybe 22 i don't know but um we we got saved in 97 so this 22 i don't know but um 20 plus what did you say 20 plus, <laughs> yes, 20 plus. <laughs> But uh, the thing that I, I was doing is starting to make sure, you know, check mark things like, mm-hmm. did I read my Bible today? And did I have time for prayer with the Lord? And, you know, that kind of thing. And I was check, check you know, checking the, the list. And I felt like that's how I was living every day, just doing what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And God didn't want that. He was reminding me that it's not religion again. Yeah, and I, I came exactly out of Catholicism. Right. So, and you came out of yes. Catholicism. So we know what religion is it's, like. It's just tiring. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's works of the flesh trying to accomplish the things that we think are of the Lord, but they're not. And they end up making you frustrated. But yeah, I can totally identify with that because 
you know, that, that mindset of being busy, doing really nothing. I mean, our minds being so occupied with things. And yeah, I love this. Wake up, awake, awake, O Zion. Okay, so um, what are some of the other things here in, in Isaiah 52 that spoke? Um, I had actually a list of some parts, but let me just Go mention ahead and share some, some of those if any, anything comes up. Uh, I put shake off the dust, uh, tell your story, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news to others. Beautiful um, feet. Depart yeah. from evil. That sounds a lot like the, like the gospel. Like don't be like Lot's wife, don't look back. Don't look in the past, go forward. And then the fifth thing was uh, Jesus, just uh, the name of the Lord and how powerful the name of Jesus is and, uh, and how he's the answer to everything, to everything, you know? Uh, absolutely. The, the, you mentioned this, and I want to talk about this for just a little bit. Uh, in this chapter, uh, Isaiah talks about shaking the dust off of your feet. Mm-hmm. And again, the context there is about uh, the people of Israel leaving Babylon and saying, hey, this, that, that time of mourning is done. I've got a new work for you. I've got a new thing for you. And it, it was in Jerusalem, bringing the people back. And, the, you know, in that culture, we know that the dust would symbolize mourning, and mm-hmm. this is what they would do. But I love the picture here mm-hmm. of God saying, and the application is so clear, you know, for us today, again, in that context of leaving that quarantine and whatever, that time of just doing nothing, getting tired of all the information overload, there's a lot of dust that needs to be shaken off of our feet. Mm-hmm. Let some of that go and, and go to be with Jesus. You, you know, the um, Pastor Ron talks about houses that you go into and you see a bunch of shoes at the front and that's one of the house rules is you take off your shoes if you go to a house like that well we happen to have one of those houses sort of our old asian culture thing that we carried over and walking into our house you you see shoes at the door because we don't want that dirt inside the house and so (laughs) Figuratively, we want people to dust off their shoes or their feet and, and leave it at the door. But I love the, the application because in the time that people have spent just doing a bunch of other things, uh, the, coming back to Jesus means just leaving it behind, dusting off the feet and 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 figuratively going to the place where Jesus wants you to go, where, where he's at. I love that. I really, really do. And again, you know, talking to people, because you and I do a, a lot of counseling with, with couples, um, some of the things that we notice is that in marriages, a lot of the, 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 the grievances that, that husbands and wives sort of carry over into their marriage, maybe from a previous relationship, is dust that they haven't shaken off. Mm-hmm. You know, there's hurt from the past, and a lot of that just builds up. And, and you know, we've got, uh, I can think of a couple of, uh, of people right now that we're, we're, we're working with that are dealing with difficult things in their marriage, and we see this all the time, but... Whenever we tell people that when you come to Jesus and you're a born-again Christian, that's not who you are anymore. That, that stuff that you carry, that dust that's still on your feet, you've got to leave all that behind. Yeah. One of the things I mentioned in, in Monday night study uh, during the reflections is Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And I mention that because, yes, the problem is moving on. Like, like 
people get stuck. Mm-hmm. And you can get stuck because of your circumstances, uh, the past, as you were talking about. Um, anything that is weighty in our life, God God wants us to keep going. You know, we can't be people that say, only if this was that way and if this was that way, then we, we can, you know, be oh. successful with walking with the Lord. You're you know? so right. So we, we have to keep moving and we have to shake off those things that try to stop us. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you and I have uh, dealt with this a lot when we have people that sort of confide in us mm-hmm. when it comes to battles of the mind. And, you know, we're not going to talk about names, but these are, there's a lot of people we know that, that deal with these things. And we, it's like we're telling them the same thing over and over again. But the, there are weaknesses that they have in their, their thinking because they are so easily distracted by things that lead them into a depression, things that lead them into, you know, um, hurtful behavior, lead them into sin. And it's like we're saying the same thing over and over again. I I mean, once they stop listening, we we stop talking, of course, but there really is no other counsel to give people other than just be with Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, mean, I have heard you share with ladies like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you've heard this. I've heard this too. It's like, well, well, people will tell me, men will tell me, well, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? <laughs> like, well, how do you actually do that? Like, there's no magic to it. There's no, you know, there's no ritual to it. It's literally just let your heart and your mind be where Jesus's heart and Jesus's mind is. I love the visual that Pastor Ron always talks about, like when he goes for a walk and he says he takes uh, Jesus's hand um, or or pulls up a chair like that visual. But really to have him with us throughout the day and to regard him and and his views above our own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I have a question for you. So can I share one thing out of this this passage that it's nothing to do with what you said? But uh, I love verse 9 because it reminds me of our men's retreat. And this is what verse 9 says of, of of chapter 52. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Now, I, Pastor Ron has mentioned on this radio show after our men's retreat that that it was a really neat thing to see men singing. And this is a common, uh, fairly common thing we see at the men's retreat, something that we look forward to every year because, you know, the acoustics of that room, it just has men that are singing really loud and we love it. Well, this year, uh, Pastor Elaine said something at the Afterglow that sort of we carried home, which is, you know, men, you sang with... with like this verse describes, you burst into song together. Carry that home. Let your wives see how much you love the Lord. And it, you know, it, singing is just one way. But I like that because this verse is talking to the Israelites who were hurting, mm-hmm. and out of the joy of being restored, their voices are singing loud unto the Lord. And and yeah. that's what I remember from the men's retreat. Yeah, it reminds me of Psalm 100. And early in our walks with the Lord, probably the first month, when yeah. I talked to you, then you shared with me, you know, I read this every day, and I remember reading Psalm 100 every day. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us. And not we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. I remember that. You and I would would, would meditate on this all the time. What a beautiful song. I mean, in that short song there's a bunch of worship songs that we Mm -hmm. sing that come from those lines but i love it because that's isn't that a great demonstration or a great i mean it's a great picture of what a grateful heart sounds like 
You know, and uh, the last time you and I were on this radio show together, you know, we shared a little bit of our story. We always like to do that because, it, you know, we don't know who's listening. And some people may be listening to us for the first time and they don't know anything about us. Mm -hmm. And some people may be listening and they know us. But one thing we always do is we, we, we talk about or reflect upon the, the Lord's goodness in our life, in our family, in our marriage, in, in the time since we've known each other. And that's exactly what that psalm reminds me of. Uh, 24 years ago when we got saved, the, 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 that song. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> 20 plus. Do you remember that one time? This is completely tangential, but mm -hmm. you remember that one time you, 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 I was really sick. You took me to the, the ER and uh, I was like many, many years ago. And you, you took me to the ER and they, they, when they brought me to the window, I had to fill out that paperwork and they were asking my age. Uh, and I, I, I think I put, I, I put uh, 38 at the time, but I, I wasn't 38 years old. And, and because I gave my ID to the lady uh, and they said, your age is wrong. I said, no, that's my age. But the point is, at some point, I just lost count. <laughs> I, I, I remember I thought that whole year I was 38 years old and I wasn't. So my math is very poor, obviously. <laughs> but that's I, I laugh at that because I don't know how old I am. Or <laughs> but that psalm... Psalm 100 is, it brings back those memories. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, about that because, and maybe we'll do this more in the second half, but that Psalm, uh, it, it, it brings back, uh, brings me back to the time when, um, we would go to Rising Christian Fellowship and, you know, when we first got saved, I have no idea why, but it reminds me of the, the early, early days when I used to go to church with my Bible. And that Bible, remember that Bible that I used to have? It was, mm -hmm. uh, it was like. With tabs? Yeah. Okay. So that, that was, <laughs> it was the Oxford English Bible, right? And, and I had that Bible because I used to bring it to like uh, catechism at Catholic church. Anyways. I had this big, thick Bible that I would be carrying, and everybody had the thin little ones. And I remember thinking, I have a big, thick Bible. I'm bringing it to church. I had no clue it was thick because it had a bunch of extra books in it. <laughs> and 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 it wasn't only until I got the tabs at the bookstore, and I went to go put, you know, Bible tabs on that Bible. And as a new believer, at least for me, it was sort of a big deal. You have to find the beginning of the book of Genesis and put these tabs on and and so on and so forth. And I remember getting to the end of, of the Old Testament and, and I ran out of tabs uh, because my Bible still had more, more books. And then uh, uh, I was missing tabs in that little packet. <laughs> and I found out, I'm like, okay, what kind of Bible do I have? <laughs> or you thought it was defective. Those tabs were defective. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's like missing right. a couple. I said, oh, I, <laughs> I bought a bad set of tabs because it, it doesn't have all the books. But anyways, so tangential because that psalm, though, was one of those psalms we would always sing in those early days. And uh, it just brings a smile to my heart because I just I look fondly upon those memories. 24 years ago, that's how many years ago it was. We, we got to celebrate that uh, God's goodness recently because I want to talk about this. Is this a good time or should I talk yeah, about it? Yeah, no, it's a good break? time. I'm done. Because uh, um, you and I got to celebrate our 20th anniversary recently. Yes. Even if it's been 21 20 years, years. Uh, because of the, the pandemic, we, we weren't able to travel when we were supposed to. But we did recently – and we had a great time together. It was one of the f few times that we actually got to get away, just you and me. And I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I really it enjoyed fun. it. Lots of fun. You and I got to go to, to New York City. And uh, even in the hustle and bustle of that place, you and I, we liked that. We, we could hear the Lord speaking to our hearts in those times. And um, one of the things... 
and how this relates to Psalm 100 is because you and I, uh, you know, everybody has a, a love song that they have, that they remember back to when they first met, but you and I have a different kind of song. And sort of, it's, 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 and that's what I thought of in New York City because it's a, a hip hop song and the lyrics is what knit our hearts together yeah, before we were memories saved. came back because <laughs> we, we love hip hop. And we tell, like we tell people that story Christ, and they're like, we used to always listen to hip hop. You guys are crazy. How is that a love song? It's mm-hmm. not, but. Clean hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nothing like today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing like today. We could talk more about that in a little bit. We've got yeah. about a minute left. But. This is what I love about uh, our story. I love about looking back and seeing how good God is. This chapter, Isaiah 52, uh, I know your story, and I know how this is like preparation to chapter 54 and 55, but uh, I love this. I love it because um, every single day I wake up now, and I thank God for everything that he's done. Mm. And, you know, you and I were talking this morning and even yesterday about how the Lord has been so faithful with our kids. And so uh, we can't help but just be grateful. Well, you can hear the music. Now, that means we are at the end of the first half of the Word to Stand Up for Life, the date day edition. We will be back in two minutes. back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Well, welcome back to the date, the edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. It is Thursday. That means I get to spend the radio airwaves with my best friend, with my wife, May. Hello. So Good we are here. we are continuing with the day day edition here. Welcome if you're just tuning in uh, to the radio show. Uh, Pastor Ron and Paula are out uh, of town this week, and so May and I are filling in today for the day day edition. We will continue what we normally do here, taking your calls and questions. So let me give the phone numbers to do so: two one zero three four zero. 9585-210-340-9585. The toll-free number is 877-630-5757, 877-630-5757. The email address, if you want to submit your questions that way, is questions at calvarysa.com. Questions, plural, at calvarysa.com. Okay, we do have a couple of questions that were submitted just for the date day edition. So, May, I'm going to go ahead and read the question off, and then you and I can okay. can answer them. The first one is this. It's sent from Anonymous, and it says, My wife and I struggle, uh, sometimes struggle when we have conversations together. I feel like she does not listen to me, and this often makes me feel disrespected. Our conversations are often centered around the Lord, but we somehow still end up in arguments. My wife is not much of a talker, and our conversations tend to be lengthy. Do you have any advice for us? Anonymous, yes, we do. I'll start off, and then and may, maybe you can sort of chime in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know... Husbands and wives, we still have flesh. But as Christians, we need to die to our flesh. Now, this is particularly important when we're married because Jesus says we're no longer two. The two become one and one flesh. And that doesn't mean we get to be in the flesh together. What it means is that... It no longer is about well, uh, what husband thinks as an individual or what the wife thinks as an individual because what we think or what we used to do or how we used to operate before we got married is now irrelevant. It is now 
do we agree to agree with Jesus? And it is completely normal to have, you know, times where you have disagreements because if everybody thought exactly the same, that would be weird. But God is glorified in the way you handle those differences. And, you know, you said that your wife uh, is not much of a talker and or I feel like she doesn't listen to me and makes me feel disrespected. Well, I want to talk to you, husband. If your wife isn't much of a talker, um, well, then you have to make sure you don't set an expectation of her that that's something that she's not able to do. That doesn't mean she doesn't have to talk. Husbands and wives need to talk. But if you start to feel like she's disrespectful to you because she's not a talker, again, you don't say that, but it's sort of implied, well, you have to understand your personalities may be different or are different. And so if you are a talker, don't expect her to be the exact same way. You just find a way to be able to communicate effectively with one another. And if you you said in your your question that you feel like she does not listen to you and she often makes you feel disrespected, well, that's a problem. And what, the way I would address that is by checking your heart first. What is it exactly that she's doing that makes you feel disrespected? Again, if it's not talking, that may not be her personality. So don't feel disrespected because she isn't living up to a certain standard that you're setting up for her. Instead, let God, let her use the personality that God has given her, and the two of you, even if you have different personalities, will get along fine when your focus is on Jesus. And I, I, would, I would add, you know, Ephesians chapter 5, uh, the famous section for, for wives and for husbands that, that describe the roles, right, sweetie? What's often overlooked is this. The, the, the verse prior to that section about the role of the wife and the role of the husband is verse 21 that says this. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so it isn't the, uh, the, the wife submitting to the husband or the husband submitting to the wife, but this verse describes, before we even get into the roles, that both the husband and the wife need to be submissive to one another. And it means putting each other's needs before their own out of reverence for Christ. This is how you stop arguing. The reason why we argue, James tells us, is because you don't get what you want. And, and to the husband, I would say, well, if you feel like you're disrespected, um, check your heart and find out what is actually happening. Because maybe there's something that you feel disrespected about that's not what she intends. Sweetie, did you want to add anything? Uh, that- yeah, I was thinking of how um, there might be like, I'm thinking that this happens because we have preconceived notions, maybe based on the past, of how each other reacts or acts. And um, I was thinking of 1 Corinthians 13 mm-hmm. because uh, we're supposed to, to to keep no record of wrongs and be patient with one another in love. And it doesn't sound like a whole lot of love there, but uh, God is, I mean, we're all a work in progress. Um, if the aim for both of you, like if you both are are trying to walk with the Lord, then, I mean, it's it's easier when both of you are. But if it's only one of you, like like. Pastor Ron always says, uh, can somebody act like Jesus? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, it starts with, who, you know, if, if it's, it's you, then, then do it, you know. And, and when you act like Jesus, then the wife will feed off that and, and vice versa for both of you. And it's not a lost cause because Jesus, if he's in the middle, it's, he's going to make it work. Absolutely. He's got to be in the middle. He's got to be the center of your marriage. He's got to be the center of your home. And the way you do that is by being in the Word together. Just like the passage made that you mentioned, 1 Corinthians 13 describes the kind of love that Jesus has for us. And this is the exact same love that you and I, husband and wife, that you, um, anonymous, that sent the email, that you need to have for your wife and that your wife should have for you. And because you're the leader of your home, 
it is incumbent upon you to initiate that. Uh, oftentimes, sort of like what you said, May, a disrespect is one of those things that we feel uh, because it's combined with history. You know, we combine it with a track record of, you know, things that have been done or said over years and patterns of behavior that we keep record of when First Corinthians tells us to keep no record of wrongs. And that's just our flesh. Yeah. It reminds me of when Caleb was a little boy. We used to use, use this on him, like like if he would make a mistake and, you know, like sin, here, you know, because kids sin, of course, <laughs> just like us. But if, they, if he sinned, I said, that's okay. All you have to do is repent and your day starts all over. You know, you get a clean slate. You get a a brand new slate, like a brand new day. And that, like, stuck with him. He was like... Like like year, maybe years later, it was like I want a brand new day. So yes. I'm gonna repeat. I basically. remember that. Remember he, yeah. he used to say, "Can we reset or hit yeah. the reset button?" <laughs> uh-huh. And 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 it's as simple as that. Our Anonymous. son is twenty now. <laughs> so, uh, but it, no you're longer. right. It's as simple as that. And and isn't it true though? You know when when we allow our minds to get caught up in the flesh and uh, ungodly thoughts. It's like a rabbit trail of things that our minds are going down and, and, and we take our eyes off of Jesus and all these things start coming up, the past and, and, and this, and all of a sudden this little thing happens and it's, it's like you start to notice things that will offend you or, or you start to notice things that make you feel disrespected. And, you know, anonymous, that's just... That's just what happens when your thoughts are not on the Word of God, when you're not forcing or taking your thoughts captive, when you're, when you're not sitting as husband and wife together with the Bible open, praying together. You're going to have uh, fleshly thoughts against one another. And, you know, that's, that's exactly what every single uh, marriage has to deal with because... There's, we all have flesh. Mm-hmm. We all have flesh. So the short answer to your question is, you know, what I reference in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, Anonymous, you need to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ and, and, and agree to agree with Jesus. One last thing about that of is um, I think that when marriages uh, function the way that God intends, then you have a strong front and you guys together, you know, can, you know, battle, you know, for Jesus. Absolutely. You, you know what? That, that's a perfect segue into the second question. It's related, but I, I think there's a, a different aspect we can address here because you touched on it, May. Uh, this is the second question that was submitted. It's, a, it's also from Anonymous. And it says, if our Christian spouse is difficult to live with, what is some helpful advice? For a Christian spouse is difficult to live with, what is some helpful advice? Well, I, I don't want to be repetitive and say the same things over. So, uh, again, the focus has to be Jesus. You know, if your spouse is difficult, what I would say is, as the husband, you have to remember that no matter how difficult your spouse is, you were even more difficult. And if the Lord has dealt with your heart and he's changed you, then he can definitely change your spouse. Now, the challenge, though, can't, has to, is going to be whether or not your eyes are fixed on Jesus or your eyes are fixed on your spouse. If you are fixed on your spouse, then what you'll do is you'll start to monitor any changes. You'll keep track of things that are improving, and you'll start to remind them of how they should be instead of letting the Holy Spirit do that. And, you know, that that makes you difficult to live with because there's the spouse that isn't that interested in the Lord, and then there's the other spouse that is nagging the other spouse, and so you're both making it difficult to live with. The advice that I would give you, Anonymous, if you're the one that's walking with the Lord and your spouse is difficult because they're not walking with the Lord, 
then you set the example. You set the example. And your example has to be one that isn't dependent upon his or her uh, response. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, I think I was thinking the same thing about example. (laughs) Also, patience, because you got to keep day after day setting that example, not just give up because the reaction or the way your spouse is doesn't change. Um, I guess the hope is by your example that you would rub off. And the Bible has, uh, I can't think of a verse, but. Well, love is patient. And here in our our 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, absolutely. You know, patience is one of those things, too, that, you know, it's, we, we think it's really hard to have patience with people that tap dance on our last nerve. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, if we put ourselves in that same position where Jesus was so patient with us, mm-hmm. you know, just like Colossians chapter 3 says, in the same way that he extended forgiveness to us, we got to extend forgiveness to others. Well, if we don't see how patient Jesus has been with us, mm-hmm. we're not going to be patient with others. Right. We're not. We're simply not. You know, um, well, Anonymous, I, I hope that helps. If your spouse is difficult to live with, then uh, keep your eyes on Jesus and stop focusing on the things that make it difficult, but fix your eyes on Jesus who will work in the heart of the difficult spouse uh, after Jesus has worked on, the, or, and even while he's working on your own heart. Yeah, and his timing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that that brings up uh, something that kind of alluded to right before the break. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, at least for me personally, during the New York trip, I love the fact that uh, you and I haven't been there for 17 years. Mm-hmm. We always wanted to go, go back. But I don't know, in some weird way, you know, walking through the streets, knowing that it's the birth of hip hop and all that, it made me think of, you know, you and me from the beginning because we didn't meet in New York, we didn't um, we didn't go there at all. I mean, we went there one time, seventeen years ago, but but it was that kind of culture as unsaved people that that we had in common. Like I'd said before the break, you know, most couples have a love song. Most couples have mm-hmm. a memory or a prom experience that they look back on. You and me, it wasn't like that. We 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 recited the the words to uh, Run DMC together. When I knew that you knew the words to a song called Sucker MCs, I thought, I've never met a girl that knows the words to this song. And and then that took my heart. Yeah, he was hooked. <laughs> In a weird way. But we, we were music people, so we did listen to like other stuff too. We did. Together. We yeah. did. But that's the vivid memory I have because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm thinking nobody else in the world knows the song. But when I saw that you knew it, it's like, again, as unsaved people, that's what, what kind of knit our hearts together. And then later on, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit about like our love for New York. I actually grew up near San Francisco, and actually we lived, even you lived in the city at one point uh, yes, in San Francisco. Yes, I did. And so we just developed a, a love for the city, but when we visited in 2005? Four or five? Yeah, um, we visited New York, and we we absolutely fell in love with it, but we didn't. We didn't see enough. We still had like things that we wanted to see. We still do because it's so so big. But but this last visit, like I really wanted to see the nine eleven memorial, the museum yes. and the observatory, and and those dreams came true. Yeah, we Bucket had list a, is checked off. <laughs> we, we sure did. It was, and it happened to be the twentieth anniversary of the terrorist attack. So That's right. It was really meaningful to, to go and see that. Yeah, I think that that was. Really neat because the Lord used that to knit our hearts even further together. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, again, like we thought about the last time we were there, you know, Caleb was in a in an umbrella stroller. Mm-hmm. He was uh, three. <laughs> he was, and and we, you know, we we were brand new, pretty much in our in our marriage. And just to think about how good the Lord has been over the years, it's. Uh, 
It's amazing to me. And in a way that I can't explain, that's what I saw when I looked at the skyscrapers. Yeah. That's what I our saw. Our daughter, Nia, we actually have four kids and our second child, who is a junior now at our, at our academy. Yes. Uh, she was jealous because <laughs> she actually wishes that she went with us. Yeah, she, Nia <laughs> thinks that's where she's going to go. And, uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. But uh, I want to go back to, let's see, uh, the radio phone numbers. Right, we do have some a uh, few minutes left, so I'm going to quickly give the numbers out in case anybody wants to call. We've got six minutes left in the show. So 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. The toll-free number is 877 877- Six three zero five seven five seven. That's eight seven seven six three zero five seven five seven. We have an email address that is questions at calvarysa dot com. Questions at calvarysa dot com. I actually have two more questions that were submitted for Ooh, today. Nice. Uh, this one actually is for you. Oh no! It says, <laughs> it says from anonymous. My question is for May. When you hear Pastor Ken teach the Bible to you or a group of people, what helps you listen? <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I can imagine your answer. What helps you listen, learn, and receive whatever it is the Holy Spirit is speaking through the Bible and through your husband? What helps me listen? What helps you listen okay. and learn and receive? I guess, I guess knowing that it is God's will that God called my husband to be a pastor so as much as I love listening to Pastor Ron, then when my, my husband fills in for him, I, I actually love listening to your messages too. And mm-hmm. I get like a little awkward when you mention my name, but <laughs> I know. that's okay. That's what I was thinking That's of. okay. But the teaching, I, I actually love my husband's teaching. I used to be, I know in the beginning I used to be a little critical of it and <laughs> that was just me. I needed to grow in the Lord, but I, I totally receive from your teachings now. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, that's the, a good the last thing. one on Sunday. I encourage people to listen if they didn't. The Micah, the Micah, Micah six. six. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, thank you, sweetie. You know, <laughs> that's I, I know that's an awkward question to ask, but um, I, I know because I know you, and I know uh, from the very beginning when I would teach the Bible, you were so good at at and serious. I mean this w- w- without joking. Good about helping me. Finish my thought. Okay, that uh, was my yeah advice yeah. before. Like I'll be like, Ken, remember yeah. when you're up there? Finish through that. You finish your thought through all the way through. Okay. <laughs> I, go, see, I would have never known that, and and even now, so yeah. I I have to remember to keep finishing my thought. Yeah. But I know for a fact that you do hear from the Lord because you and I talk afterwards, mm-hmm. and and I love that. So, anonymous, thank you for asking the question. Uh, This is a second question uh, from the same anonymous person. My question is for both of you. What are some gifts that one of you have that the other doesn't have? And how does that complement each other and strengthen each other in your ministry? That's a great question. Uh, Well, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay, so I I think that Ken really has a strong gift of teaching. Uh, for me, I feel like uh, I I'm equipped to do it, <laughs> but but the gift is not natural. Like I feel like you can whip it out, <laughs> like like you can prepare a study the day before or a few days before, and for me it takes like two weeks. So <laughs> so so I actually I actually ask Ken for a lot of advice as far as how to. You know, maybe use bullet points, make my study uh, l- like less writing and more talking. Um, maybe how how to not be stuck to my notes and things like that. But you know, I, every every time I teach, I do feel like, um, yeah, I don't have that gift, but the Lord has called me to do it, so I do it in That's obedience. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> and you know what, you you don't. I don't know if I told you this, but earlier today I was listening to your study on. Uh, well, not your study, but your part in sharing in the reflections. Yes, uh-huh. on last Monday night, and I was blessed by it. And so I think you're a great teacher. I think you're a great teacher. Uh, what I would say is uh, a gift that you are really good at that I 
could use help in, that you help me out in, is the gift of helps and administration. Uh, you're very well organized, and you're a great planner. Um, me, not so much. And, but but I, uh, you help me out in that area really well, and I think it complements what we do at home. You, you organize uh, the meals. I see how you organize everything that needs to be done. You help me organize my things for even for work, my schedule. And so that's a perfect example of where God has gifted you with something that I may not be as gifted in, but we use it to help each other out. I, I always think that that I know all the like these little details, and you know the big picture because you're you're gifted with knowing you know knowing the big stuff, and I I know the little stuff. <laughs> that's kind of that's yeah. I, I am I pretty much that. a big picture person, but yeah, there's even sometimes I miss the big picture, <laughs> and so <laughs> but I appreciate the the questions. Um, I have a. I have less than one minute, so I don't have any more questions that I want to take. Um, quick summary of the, the – we don't have anything going on tonight. It's Thursday here at Calvary Chapel. And so this is the week that Pastor Ron is out of the office. And so I am taking over. And I'll be back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock, um, Lord willing. But today, the date day edition is what I've actually been looking forward to with you, sweetie, because this is sort of the fun time of the week. We get to actually talk and have conversation. Uh, the rest of the week is kind of boring. Oh, today is National Dessert Day, and I did partake in half of a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling that oh, to us, Sam. Well, <laughs> you guys have a great day with Jesus. This has been the date day edition with my best friend, May. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock here and on the Word of Stand for Life. Pastor Ron and Paula. We Bye-bye. love you. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.